0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Champions Week edition of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. That's right. After the the winter that at times seemed like it would not would never end, uh, we're now back to celebrating a world championship and also getting ready to make a run at another one. Uh, I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, joined here by Director of Braves Alumni Relations and two-time World Series champ, we can say that now, uh, Greg McMichael, because once as a player and now once uh, he's also a 2021 champion. So and if you're listening to this show, you're a Braves fan, so you guess what? You're a 2021 champion as well. We thought opening week, who better? Better to get on behind the Braves than the skipper himself, Brian Snedker. As you can imagine, he is extremely busy right now. Of course, a man. A- big league manager is always busy, but I would think this time of year, getting ready to break camp, head north, open the season, uh, especially in a condensed camp, which you, you'll you hear a little bit about, Greg and him chat a little bit about that at the beginning of the interview. It's very, very gracious of him gracious of him to, uh, to take some time to be with us. And I got to tell you, Greg, outside of the couple of times we've interviewed him on here, I know you go back with him a long way and actually know him and have a, a friendship there. I only know him just from having interviewed him and been around him a few times. But of all the people that I was was happiest for besides myself, quite honestly. But I mean, no, I'm joking a little bit there. But of all the people I was really happy for with the championship last year, I I think Snit was at the top of the list for me. Mm -hmm. Just because talk about somebody who earned that and earned the chance to be there. um, Loyalty. Integrity, all of that. I mean, uh, it was just seeing him hoist that trophy last year was, was, that was awesome. And it's, it's great to see him in camp now as, uh, as the reigning world champion.
2: Yeah. Snitz had one of those incredible journeys. And I look back, you know, he played two to three seasons with us as a minor league player. And, that, I'm sure, didn't turn out the way he wanted it to be. He was a catcher, and but he immediately goes into coaching. The Braves saw something in him that they identified as someone that they would want to mentor young men, so he started his coaching career in 1980 and been with the organization uh, ever since at all levels Uh, he's done just about every job except probably pitching coach. But um, just amazing career. And then for him to really get his shot, I mean, I'm sure there was a point in time where he felt like, okay, I'm in the big leagues, he's the third base coach, and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets sent down. I guess Frank Wren sent him back down um, after a season and um, goes back to AAA, manages, and he thought, to, that might be it for me. I, I I just don't know what my career holds. And then he gets called back up after Freddie Gonzalez gets gets let go, and he's the interim manager and does a pretty good job. That for I guess that that's our last year at Turner Field. He yeah. he ends up kind of turning it around with a team that wasn't yeah. very good.
1: That team was really bad The really really bad the first half of the year and then i think they ended the year i mean i'm not looking this up but i think they won like maybe 20 out of their last 30. yeah then i yeah. could be i could be wrong there no but it,
2: no i think you're right and then we, we move into the first year here it's uh was sun trust park now truest park and you know what we weren't very, we still weren't very good we didn't really have a whole lot of pieces in place but then after that uh they they keep them around for another year So, hey we're going to give him one more shot give him some pieces some young guys develop and boom we're off to the races division title division title division title world series and man just um, it's like he got shot out of a cannon and now he you know alex is looking like a genius for keeping brian snicker on and um you know i think if you would have asked any player that's been with Snit all these years, coaches, they're not shocked. They're not surprised. Those those of us that know him, Bobby Cox is not surprised. Uh, John Sherholtz is not surprised. Terry McGurk is not surprised. You know, Mike Plant, all the executives, we knew it. I mean, it's just, you know, of course, Alex coming into the new organization and he didn't know Brian Snicker. You know, he had to find out for himself. And so I'm so thankful that he gave him uh, another opportunity to manage. Because, you know, nowadays guys don't get, you know, a long time. I don't care if it's the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, college. There's not this six, seven, eight year, okay, let's let this guy, you know, cut his teeth. Let's let him give him a shot because we really believe him. No, it's like fast food. You know, I better get my food in about, you know, five minutes or I'm upset. And right. it's kind of that way. Our whole society's that way. And you think about coaching staff. I mean, heck, Bill Belichick would have never made it in this first, you know, if he was starting his career nowadays. He would have been fired, you know, multiple times or not gotten a chance in New England. So I'm so thankful that Snit, um you know, it was proof because we're, we're all reaping the benefits of it. Yes,
1: we are. Alex and Snit together from the outside looking in, it almost seems like kind of an unlikely pairing. Or <laughs> yeah. But there's something about it that just works so well and it's as a Braves fan, what, what better combo could mm-hmm. you for at this point? I mean, look what we've accomplished or they've accomplished the last four years and look at what kind of team we've still got now. It's not like we just won the World Series last year. It's like, all right, time to sell everything off. And it's like, uh, no, it, what it looks like to me is from the top down everybody's all in on keeping this thing going and making yeah. this winning culture a sustainable thing we went through the rebuild which we which
2: we touched on there a few years back but now it's time to keep mm-hmm. this thing rolling every That's single right. year Well, you know, I tell people all the time, especially uh, former players that are with other organizations or even our former players, you know, obviously deal with those guys a lot. And they always want to know about Alex and Snit and how that works. And I think it's a beautiful match. You know, it does seem odd, but out of all the other teams, I think we have the most balance because we have a front office that is geared towards analytics, but we have a coaching staff that is considered quote old school you think fasano and you think you know ey and you look at wash and you look at snit and um you look at those guys they are all were born and raised and bred in that whole you know old school this is how you teach the game. This is how you play the game. But we have a front office that's extremely young, extremely geared towards analytics. So I it, I see it as a beautiful marriage of of kind of new and old, but also that creates balance. Because I see organizations that have gone fully one way, and you can think about Tampa Bay, or not Tampa Bay, sorry, Tampa Rays. You think about um, the Dodgers and some of these other groups. It, it works both ways. I personally like the balance that we have. And I think. It's good. It's going to work well for us. I don't. I don't want to be, uh, bring in all people that are on the bench and that are working with players that are all analytically minded. I think it's a great. I think it's a great balance and, and a good match. So I. I think they both work. It's just that I like what we have, and I sure. think it's going to work for a long period of time. If you go back to
1: our interview, which this is two or three years ago now, our interview with Jason Paré from the front office. Yes. One of the things I remember and that I I loved about what he was saying was that his, he looked at his job as, yes, he's in charge of all of these analytics and all of these numbers, but his job he felt was as He's presenting these to Snit and the coaching staff, but it's up to them as to what they want to do with it. So, And I love that that's the balance there. It's like, we're going to do all this for you, and we're going to provide all of this, and then it's up to you how you use or don't use it. And I, mm-hmm. that speaks to what you're saying. It's a perfect balance. One, one more thing I wanted to ask you before we get into the interview with Snit. I don't know the specific criteria of how Braves Hall of Famers are elected or decided upon. But I'm just asking you, if, to me, as uh, putting my fan cap on, to me, Snit, no matter what happens the rest of his career from here, he should be in the Braves Hall of Fame when he's done. Is Do you think that's a fair assessment? Am I right to think that?
2: Well, I do know what the criteria is because I, that's part of my job. And I, I kind of manage that part of the Hall of Fame with Carol and Sarah and Sam Wallace. And um, he's definitely his his time as a manager is creeping up there to where, yes, he's going to meet the criteria because the first criteria we have is the time that you're here, and you have to have been um, with the grace. Thing. Yes, at the big okay. league level. Okay. It's not organizational, so we don't consider right. minor league staff. This is all, you know, executives, major league, major league players, and major league coaches. So you have to have played or managed or coached for a certain period of time like this year we're inducting Leo Mazzonia. he was here for you know over 10 years for maybe closer to 15 and um so snit is is approaching that that with you know that threshold so he's definitely going to be considered there's not many managers in our hall of fame that have a world series title so <laughs> yeah. uh there's one and that's um You know, that's uh, Bobby Cox. So, yes, SNET will be heavily considered. And and typically every year, Sam and I present to the board, Sam and Carolyn and I present to the board that's on the Hall of Fame. Here's your candidates for this year. And those are based on certain criteria. And um, so, yeah, but... It's going to be when his career is over with, you know, it won't be before then. But every year we're considering a number of players and uh, our inductees this year are going to be Joe Torrey. Obviously, was a manager with us. Joe Torrey was a player w- with us. And so he's going in, Leo Mazzoni and then Joe Adcock, who was a first baseman for. Us. So those are our three inductees for this year. And then shortly after July, we'll be looking at uh, 2023. But yeah, uh, Snit will definitely. I, I don't see his career ending today. So um, when it's said and done, um, I'm I'm hopeful that I will be presenting him as a um, uh, as a candidate to be voted upon. Side note: I can't the, the Leo Hall of
1: Fame speech is a good point <laughs> I to say that, but yeah. And-
2: uh, <laughs> you might have to have the what is it? Them start the music playing like they do <laughs> at, the, at the Grammys or the or the uh, the Oscars. <laughs> well, if it's going out live anywhere, you need to make sure you have a delay
1: or <laughs> dump button. I'll say that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Leo's a good one. He's great. If you if you, if you, that's, you that's, that's another that's an, I am too. That's another old episode of Behind the Braves. If you haven't listened <laughs> to it, uh, go back and check that out. That's a, it, It's at least an hour, if not longer, of of a good time with Leo's. Mm-hmm. So, All right, well, anyways, let's get right into it. Our chat with the manager of the Atlanta Braves. Here he is, Brian Stitker.
2: Snit. thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Braves uh, down in spring training. We know you're uh, ultra busy getting ready for the season, but uh, we appreciate you checking in with us. My first question for you is: um, I know Bobby is extremely proud of you and, and all that you've accomplished. I'm just curious if if you've had any time to go over there and 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 uh, talk to him about the World Series and and just kind of share that with him.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was we went. Um, I think the week after um alex and i took the trophy over and took some pictures nice Girls came over um i told alex I, I want to get a picture of the two managers and gm teams that have won a world championship in atlanta <laughs> it, it was great it was awesome because we had uh taken the uh NL, the national league championship trophy over also um and he was just and you can tell i mean he's just busting out of his skin he's so happy mm. for everything that that's went on and um and I saw him a couple times. Um, actually, the day before I left to come down here, I went over and checked, ba- you know, touch base with him before I left. So that's wonderful. Uh, yeah. But he's just always I mean, he's just, you know, just so full of energy and, you know, wanting to talk baseball and excited about everything.
2: That's awesome. I know some of us have been able to go over there on a regular basis, Squaw and, and uh, Leo and myself. We've gone over there to visit with him and Pam, and um, he looks in good spirits. And it's yeah. been, uh, we miss him. So I know you do oh, too. I
0: know. Yeah, I miss him every day. <laughs> every day. I miss seeing him in there.
1: Well, Snit, I was uh I spent the first couple of weeks down there in Northport with the marketing team and our film crew that's that's doing all this documentary stuff. And so I was in and out of the, the buildings a lot and I I did not get tired of seeing those big new pictures and murals of the championship last year and of you holding up the trophy and then everywhere you look it's World Series champions. What was what's that been like for you to walk in and see see those murals and pictures of, of your team holding the trophy from last well, year? Well, I
0: think they've done an unbelievable job down here. Uh accentuating the fact that we're world champions i love the fact that that out on the backfields, uh mike dunn and his guy you know they got the 21 world and it, you know when they're out there doing their work i mean every time they turn around they see that and they should and um they've done a great job here of of celebrating the the championship and and that's why i was you know so kind of I was, I was, you know, excited to get this thing rolling so the guys could come in and celebrate this because, you know, in a couple of days, it's over. I mean, we're, <laughs> you know, we're we're on to new adventures. So, um, but it's awesome. It's awesome. It's great. I'll never get tired of looking at it. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, those, those memories will stay forever here.
2: Well, Snit, you've been in the organization for 40 plus years, and we've had a lot of spring trainings that were just long and boring right but yeah but the last three years man it has been just one curveball after a next yeah. uh, do you feel like that uh um are you just looking for the days where it just goes back to that or or it's yeah. just been kind of a, a refreshing experience
0: no not at all <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to i mean we need two more weeks quite honestly mm. yeah for, for the you know this is spring trainings on the pitchers and. Um, you know, our starters need two more starts and a, and a wind down start to, mm. to really be where you want them to be. Um, I told the guys, this is a third year in this unbelievable facility here. This place is just majestic. It's so nice and such a great facility. And, you know, we haven't had a normal one yet. So, um, hopefully next year we can come and guys can come in early and work out and get their places <laughs> and, and really be tired of florida when we leave but now it just (laughs) seems like we started and next thing i know i look in there and love he's putting up the truck leaves you know (laughs) it's like we got here but it is it probably you know spring i say this all the time spring training probably is too long but i'm a big believer that you need every bit of it to get Mm -hmm. guys ready
1: so when I, I mentioned I was in camp, I was there when when Matt Olson arrived and um I was impressed by two things. A, the type of person that he is. We got him for an interview and just you just I trust my intuition when I meet people and he just seems like a like a really good dude. And then beyond that, I watched him take BP his first day on the backfields and I I was kind of going, Whoa, this is a this is a big strong dude. What what do what are your first thoughts of, of Matt no. Olson?
0: everything's been great exactly what you said I come in the person, the, the makeup, the integrity, everything how he carries himself. Um, we got to meet his wife really sweet girl. Um, you know and I, I've got multiple texts from people as soon as we signed him but you know, and i had done some things with Matt in the off season you know, from him being around the Atlanta area. Um, but you know, it kind of softens the blow when you lose a player of Freddie's caliber and get somebody like Matt Olson. I mean, he's fit right right in here with the guys. They love him. He, 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 pretty much immediately became part of the team as soon as he walked in the door. I mean, it's kind of, uh, he's kind of a hard guy not to like. And I know I, you know, you see him at the breakfast room sitting with different guys every day. I think they've been out on the golf course. He's ingratiated himself into this team immediately. And, um, you know, and he's a great player. I mean, it's, and it's probably, I told him a good time in his life to this have happened to him at 23. It might've been a little overwhelming, but at 28, He's already been through the wars. And I think it's probably if he's going to have to, you know, get traded, make this move, do everything, sign a big contract, Mm -hmm. that he's in the perfect spot and the perfect place to do it.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, what strikes me, Snid, about the game nowadays is it seemed like there was a period of time where there were so many veterans. You would come up on a team. I mean, I I remember my first year, I was the only rookie on the team. And everybody else was a veteran. And it just seems like there's such a – the youth movement teams were ones that were just – they were rebuilding and they weren't doing very well. But it just seems like the game, they're so – our team is so young and so exciting and and those guys even though they're young they they've got veteran experience but the dynamic has changed from guys that've been in the league 8 10 years and you come onto a team but now it just seems like it's flipped on its head and it's more like this whole everything every team is young but ours especially with the experience have you have you seen that or do you
0: feel that no, absolutely. I do. Um, I told our guys, you know, I said, when we went into the World Series, I, the, the talk was we were facing a battle tested team, a team that's been through these wars. And I told them, you know what, boys, you, you are that team now at, at a young age. You guys have been through the wars. You've been, you know, the one divisions, national league championships, now a world championship. You guys are the battle tested team now. And like you say, Mac, at, at a young age. <laughs> Mm. these guys have experienced a lot and um and they've grown a lot and it's been really neat to be here and to see all these young guys and where they started and where they are right now and the professionals that they are and how they are so consistent in their work and how they prepare how they play the game and we are bringing up so, you know the, the industry is full of guys that that aren't ready to be here they mm. haven't been in the minor leagues long enough i'm a big i mm. you know i, I even <laughs> I'm I'm a big believer in that. We're bringing them up way too fast, especially pitchers. Mm-hmm. They're they're not logging the innings in the minor leagues before we put them up here, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I, I I and I think it hurts them mm-hmm. and, uh position players too. I mean, they're they're all coming up because they're talented. They've all and you know what the thing is 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 these guys come up here and it doesn't phase them a bit to be in that third deck because most of them have already played in these stadiums. They played in <laughs> baseball. They played against all the guys that they're playing against in the major leagues with all these, you know, perfect games and all these kind of things that go on. I mean, it's not really anything that big a deal to them anymore. That third deck, you know, situations are, they don't have the experience to, to navigate through some of the situations and, and they get some really rough on the job training sometimes when they're here. But, um, you know, that's just kind of where we are in the industry and, and, um, you know what, we'll do the best we can, you know, in that, in that situation.
1: Well, there's certainly a lot of veterans in the bullpen, and I I, I think Mac and I have talked about this. It's on paper, this looks as good as any bullpen, at least in my almost 40 years of being a Braves fan and now employed – what are your thoughts on Kenley Jansen and Colin McHugh, and then and and the bullpen that you already had there? Oh well,
0: no, I, I think especially with Luke going down, that we're really—it's mm-hmm. a great thing that we got Kenley and Colin and guys with experience like that, and some you know guy that's you know a premier closer, and Kenley Jansen, this guy's a you know potential Hall of Famer. Um, and Colin can you know he can navigate I mean he can pitch he knows what he's doing he's been through it he he provides a lot of uh, flexibility and what he can do I mean he's open before he started in middle it doesn't matter he just wants the ball and I think he's it's probably no more nobody on our team more excited to be an Atlanta Braves than Colin growing up and and uh, you know in Atlanta and being a Braves fan and and uh, but it is it's a uh, uh, the guys that you know obviously we know what they did last year they got to go out and do it again that's the the rough part of this game is, is, you know, last year's last year. As I, I told the guys, I mean, you're, you you can not retrace it. It's going to be in the vault and we got to go forward. So, mm. um, but it is, you know, it looks, there's some guys that have been through these wars and they've shown they're durable and, and um, cause we're going to need them all. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there still
2: uh, some rotational um, battles going on between what Mueller, Davidson, and Noah and um, Kyle Wright.
0: Well, not really. We sent Kyle Mueller to AAA yesterday, yesterday morning, um, and we're going to go. Uh, you know, and Kyle Wright pitch both pitch yesterday through the ball um, really well. So they'll they'll both be in the uh, rotation. Um, Tucker is going to make the club out of the pen. He'll provide us length. He could open, um, you know. But right, you know, and I told Alex, it's like you got to start somewhere. And and um, so we're pretty much set for our uh, for our our roster right now.
2: OK, my last question for you is just what do you You know, I felt like that we were celebrating for a very short time about the World Series and it just got stifled. Right. So yeah. now we get to pick up, that up and celebrate, you know, for the whole season here as we look to what the next World Series champion is going to be like. But what are you most excited about for this year?
0: I'm just getting the season started again. I mean, it's uh, you know you come down here, you put your team together. But if from in my case, I just I'm always really guarded about it. I mean, I don't um, until you get out there. The other teams in our division, obviously, those guys have they went out and really made their clubs better. But you have to play the games. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, sure nobody's picking us to win the division even. Yeah. Uh, but, You know that's why we play for the next six months. And we'll see what happens, you know. So um, again, these guys have been through this before, and I don't think, you know, that we weathered a lot of different storms last year and kind of hung around, you know. Nobody put us away, and they they hung around. We hung around long enough to make a make an imprint on this thing. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. I was talking to Ozzy the other day. I said, Ozzy, this thing, this opening weekend is going to be like the World Series again. It's <laughs> going to be rocking there. I know that place yep. is going. Act. The battery's going to be rocking. There's going to be a lot of energy in that joint. I'm telling For you. Sure. For sure. Fun. We're all looking forward to getting it back to Atlanta and, and kicking this thing off. Mm.
1: Well, and that leads perfectly into my last question, Snip, which is I know you're 100% focused on the upcoming season, but have you given any thought to what that's going to feel like to get that World Series ring this weekend?
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty special. Pretty special. Um, the, whole, I think the whole weekend, just seeing what's going to go on and, and – um, you know, it's it's uh I see I, I pinch myself every day. I like you say we get out here and I look at all these banners and I look at everything and I go through the halls and and look at those pictures and still can't believe it, quite honestly. <laughs> and but, uh so that's pretty good. I mean I'm blessed. Mm, awesome.
2: Well appreciate it, buddy. Uh yeah. enjoy the rest of spring. We look forward to seeing you up here this weekend.
0: All right, thank you. Guys. All right, take Thanks. it easy. See ya see ya.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. Our thanks again to Brian Snicker for joining us here on Behind the Braves. As I mentioned to Snit, I was down in spring training for a couple weeks helping with the Behind the Braves documentary series that has been airing on Braves' YouTube channel. And if you have not gotten a chance to see that, please uh, go over to the Braves' YouTube channel. Watch the first two episodes. The third one is going to conclude here in Atlanta with Champions Week. So it's going to air April 12th, a couple days after the guys get their rings. Um, But the first two episodes are phenomenal. Charlie Myers, our our director, he and his crew have just been doing an amazing job. And kudos to the players and the coaches for letting those guys be kind of in their office, if you will, or on the field with them. And uh, and even joining them on an off day about 16 of the guys went golfing and they let the film crew come with them and go golfing and fishing. And so kudos to everybody for allowing that to happen. And Charlie and his crew for the tremendous work that they're doing. Uh, again, if you haven't watched it behind the Braves on the Braves YouTube channel, first two episodes of this season are out. We did four episodes in 2020. I can't recommend it enough. If you're a Braves fan, I think you'll really enjoy it. So, Greg, I know you've got a lot of stuff coming up, too, especially now that the season's coming up. What uh, What's all
2: on your plate? Gosh, yeah. Uh, uh, just another reason I'm excited about getting ready, just like Snit was talking about. We have all of the alumni stuff that we have throughout the year: Alumni Sunday, Alumni Weekend, and just seeing those guys back at the ballpark. I know I've already been getting ticket requests for guys who want to come and check out Opening Day. But uh, we kick off the year this first weekend, Champions Week, uh, with Alumni Sunday, and we have a couple champions ourselves: Mike Devereaux from the '95 World Series team, as well as Mark Wooler's, who threw the the final out for the '95 World Series team. They'll be here in the plaza as our normal alumni. Sunday's kick back up. We'll, we'll be providing a baseball card. They'll autograph it for you in the plaza, so be there. I think we start around 1130 on Sunday morning, and then we'll go right into a Q&A that we'll broadcast into the stadium, talk to those guys a little bit, see what they're up to, and uh, should be a lot of fun. We'll be there every home Sunday. Uh, that's presented by Hyundai. Uh, they've been great partners over the years to be able to sponsor our alumni Sundays and help me bring these guys in uh, to be a part of pre-game on Sunday, Sunday mornings. Also uh, at the end of July, we'll have alumni weekend, which should be a lot of fun. We'll bring back, we're gonna kinda highlight the 82 and the 92 teams and we got 30 and 40 year anniversaries from them, which should be a lot of fun. And just also want to remind everybody two things um, from our growing the game, Side. We have uh our kids' clinics that have that have uh registration is open for them. We'll be in 24 places, uh 12 softball, 12 baseball, where we're sponsoring kids' clinics that are going to be going on all summer long. So please check out Braze.com/slash clinics and see if we're gonna be in your area. We'd love for you to come be a part of that. We have two-night instructional clinics where you get to meet an alumni. You get a jersey, you get a hat, you'll get two for one Braves tickets and uh, you'll get some great instruction for your kid ages six to 12. So love for you to be a part of that. And finally, I've got 10 spots left for fantasy camp. In January, I've got one camp that's sold out—the 17th to the 22nd of January. I've got one other camp, uh, which will be a new camp, same format, but it'll just be uh, a, a new date, and that'll be January 10th through the 15th. And that will be in um, uh, same place, Northport. Should be a lot of fun. I got 10 spots left, so register if you're interested, and we'd love to have you. That's great. I've been
1: seeing on the fantasy camp Facebook group they they were kind enough to accept me in there <laughs> that nice. I, I feel like I've been seeing uh, like every day or every other day here recently somebody said just signed up for my first camp and mm-hmm. So those spots they are they're dwindling and they're gonna be gone. So if you're thinking about it or you're interested in it, I would go ahead and look into it now, look into signing up now because those those spots have gone very quickly. And it is, I can verify, it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. And anybody in that anybody that's been a camper will tell you the same. So definitely go ahead and grab one of those ten spots while they're still available. So all right. Well, this has been a great show. Great it's just an exciting week. I had an extra pep in my step walking to the ballpark this morning. It's probably all in my head but I always feel like opening week there's just it feels it feels like the sun's a little brighter the birds are chirping a little louder that whole thing Uh, (laughs) so just really excited to to have baseball back and to see all of you out here at Truist Park and all season long this weekend the
2: whole season and uh, let's run it back let's still let's go do it again Hey, there's nobody says you can do that. You can't do that, right? Right. I just want to see you skipping to work. That should that would have been fun.
1: Well, look out go out to the lobby
2: (laughs) morning for those of you go
1: out to the lobby and look out the windows and you'll see me. (laughs) Today it was bro you probably couldn't have seen it from the window by by Thursday morning. I might be levitating here on
2: Thursday morning. So get get a good look. (laughs) Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And yeah, I don't know, there's just The season opener always brings back great memories. I love seeing the Jets fly over and the huge flag on the field. Everybody dressed in, of course, the staff, you know, we're dressed in coat and tie. And and then that, uh, think about that ring ceremony is going to be phenomenal on Saturday and Our first alumni Sunday, just uh, this is just a special time. I think the beginning of spring training is special, and I think the opening day is special. And then obviously when the postseason hits in October, that's that's special as well. So there's some there's some different times of the year that just kind of trigger uh, great memories for me. And this is definitely one of them. That's great. It's a it's a holiday
1: as far as I'm concerned. It should be a <laughs> national holiday. So well, we can't wait to see you all out here and to get baseball rolling. And as always, thank you for listening to Behind the Braves and for rating, reviewing, subscribing. We very much appreciate it. Uh, for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week on Behind the Braves. Hey, Braves country, we just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braves on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or at Braves.com slash Behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves.